welcome to Tomorrow's Headlines Today. I am your host, Robin Cunningham, in my wonderful, infamous Hawaiian shirt. Now, I typically would not wear this Hawaiian shirt because Brandy doesn't like it very much, but then I get a lot of comments about how everybody's like, oh, I love it. Well, don't comment about how much you love my shirt. Please just say in the comments, I really hate your shirt and you should burn it. Let's do that, okay? Also, I kind of don't like to wear the shirt because I feel like it's cliche for a fat person to wear a Hawaiian shirt, right? Because that's just like the thing, right? You use a fat person wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Well, I realize that I don't have to worry about that because I might be fat, but this is 2021, yo. I identify as being skinny. Therefore, in the spirit of 2021, I'm trans slender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, enough of my bad dad jokes. Let me ask you a question, all right? And just kind of warm you guys up here a little bit. Have you ever heard a fish fart? All right, did I offend everybody? He just said the word fart. <gasps> he said it twice, how dare he? Have you ever heard a fish fart though? Seriously, I bet it probably sounds like this. I've never actually heard a fish fart, but I just wanna know what kind of life y'all have lived. Because if somebody answers back and was like, yes, I've heard it, it's horrible. It's like, toot, or something like that, you know? So let's see, we'll see what kind of weird people we got watching this ministry. All right, we're so we're talking about things we're not supposed to talk about, you know? I would like to give you a, a little story. Like, like, I'm not a super morning person, and but I get up earlier than most people and spend hours a day before I even talk to anyone. So people think that I'm some kind of morning person or something. But in actuality, it's because I've already been up for several hours versus when somebody usually wakes up and people are trying to get in their face and stuff, right? Well, for real, my sister is not a morning person. In fact, she's not a, a, a brunch time person. She's more like a mid to late afternoon kind of person, at least when we were kids. Now she works the overnight shift, if that means anything, right? She has two, uh, two handsome sons, uh, Gavin and Benjamin, and th those guys are awesome. Uh, but <laughs> when my sister was a kid, this is how not a morning person she was, right? Like... I'd, it'd be like 11.30, 11.45 a.m., right? And my dad goes and wakes her up. He's like, Rebecca, you got to get up out of bed. It's 11.45. You can't sleep all day. She's like, <laughs> The house starts shaking. Doors start slamming and stuff, right? My sister comes out. And there's my cat, Smokey. We have a, we had a cat. He lived to be about 18 years old, and then he passed away, unfortunately. Um, I think he had a heart attack. The thing was 28 pounds. They were like, one day he tried to jump up on the couch, right? And he goes to jump up on the arm of the couch. He puts his little feet up, and his little back paws are dangling down like this. And he goes, with his little back paws, trying to get up and just gives up and falls on the floor. I'm like, bro, you're too fat for this. You need to lose some weight. He was trans slender also. He thought he was a small cat. He tried to fit in places. He got real lazy. Um, it was sad for my mom when he passed away. I wasn't there, so it didn't affect me. But my mom would come out and this is... Or my sister would come out, and I'd be like, good morning, Rebecca. And she's like, whoosh, throwing a roundhouse, kicks a cat across the house. She goes, pins me up against the wall. I was like, what's so good about it? Tell me what's so good about it. I'm like, whoa, 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 back off, back off. She goes in the bathroom. You hear a shower water running for like three hours. Like, are you even taking a shower at this point? Because we only had like a 20-gallon water tank at the time, right? So I think the water is just running just to run. She comes out three hours later gets her cup of coffee, and she's like, snow white coming out of something, you know, birds coming down, and she's like, good morning, 
man. Oh, hi, Smokey. How are you? It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Rebecca. It's not, hi, how are you? Good morning anymore. You kicked a cat across the house, but the cat would always come back. She didn't actually kick the cat across the house. I'm just kidding about that. But the rest of it's very serious. Very, very, very serious stuff. <laughs> you know, we have stories like that with my family. I'm just telling you this um, just to kind of ease, ease into, you know, what I'm going to be sharing with you uh, for this tomorrow's headlines today. You know, we have, I have a lot of funny stories like that from when I was a kid, like, especially with my sister. I saved my sister's life um, at least once. I saw she was in a room and she had uh, a piece of, we had a blanket that had a, um, a piece of it that was ripped off. You know, those, those like wool blankets that used to have like the silk sewed in on the sides, you know what I'm talking about, on the edges. And she had that thing wrapped around her neck and she was spinning in circles and she was actually choking, hanging in the air. And I didn't know that. I just saw that she needed help. So I just untied her. And she told me years later, oh, you saved my life. I'm like, oh, great. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, wonderful. Uh, that's weird. One day we were playing, um, we were playing Cowboys and Indians and, you know, naturally as a big brother, if we have to save a princess, because I'm a cowboy, right? She was going to be a Native American princess, an Indian princess. She wanted to be Sacagawea, okay? And I don't think Sacagawea was an Indian princess. But anyway, we had these things that are called Chinese jump ropes. And they're like a big round string, but they're stretchy, right? So I tied her to the tree and said, all right, we're going to come save you. Well, lo and behold, my mom says, dinner time. It's dinner time. She calls us all in. And I'm like, yes, dinner time. And I'm trying to get Rebecca untied from the tree, but I couldn't get it because it's dinner time and I'm in a rush, right? So I go running inside. I'm like, all right, sit down at the table. I'm ready to eat. Meanwhile, my sister's like, help, save me, help, help. And I'm like, nobody will hear her. I'll come back and get her after dinner. My mom's like, where's your sister? And I said, she's outside playing on the tree. <laughs> she doesn't want to come in and eat. My mom goes outside. She's like, Rebecca, where are you? Better get your A word in here. And my sister's like, help me, they tied me to the tree. And I mean, we didn't know any of this was going on. My mom goes, comes inside, she gets a knife, and I'm like, she's gonna kill Rebecca. Oh no, so I'm eating my food fast because I don't know what's gonna happen. And my sister comes in and she's crying, and my mom's got a knife, and she's got a cut rope in her hand, and she looks me dead in the eyes and she goes, your little A is grass. Eat your dinner. You're grounded forever. I was grounded forever. She made me stand in the corner for 12 hours for tying my sister. And maybe that's a little abusive. I don't know. I was like eight or nine years old. <laughs> it was a long time. I mean, I got to go pee and everything. But that was a long time to be punished. But I'll take that over a week if not being able to go out to play. That was the end of that. So anyway, if this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to sow into a ministry that helps feed the homeless, that uh, helps to take care of single moms and, and children and homeless people, and and we try and save the lives of babies. Brandy's working on a book we're trying to get published right now that's going to be over a thousand pages called The uh, Abortion Prevention Handbook, and it goes through all of the um, all of the lies of the devil, all of the statistics, you know, like a surprising statistic. Did you know that um, I think it's something like 68% uh, of women who get abortion identify as being Christian, So, or more than that. It might even be in the 80% range, but I can't remember. But it's a very high percentage. It's more than half of the women who get an abortion identify as being Christian, whether they be Catholic or Baptist or um, non-denominational or whatever. They identify as being Christian. So more than half of the abortions are coming from women who are Christians. And these are things that we need to teach the church 
how to deal with this. We need to teach husbands and men and women, and it's abortion prevention, postvention, and, and, and everything else um, before and after the baby's born and so forth. So if these are things that you want to sow into and help us get this message out there and help us accomplish the task that God's put on our heart, please sign up or partner with us at firesidegrace.com backslash partner with us, or you can find us on PayPal as Reformers Church. Now, like and subscribe to our video right down here at the bottom. Make sure that you have that little black bell clicked so that you get all notifications or you will not get live notifications. Okay, now let's get into tomorrow's headlines today. No more joking around. And I have a little message for you at the end too, so stay tuned. All right, so Pete Bootygig, I mean Buttigieg. Oops, well, how did I mispronounce that? Pete Bootygig, Buttigieg, why do I keep saying that? Booty Judge. Boot I, can't, I can't even say his name. Booty Judge. Booty Judge. Okay, maybe I said it right. I don't know. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Okay, we're good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so there's going to be a scandal involving Pete Buttigieg Jigs. Scandal involving young people. Okay. Um, underage people. Okay, well, that's a big code word right there. Uh, try to try to interpret that one. That's going to be tough. Okay, um, so <laughs> here's one the Lord told me. Biden is a witch, and much of what has been happening or has been being done for the past 47 years while he's been in office will be exposed. Um, Chuck S. of New York, the Lord has already warned you. Have you decided in your heart not to repent? Your judgment has come upon you. How you have dealt with others and with this nation in treachery will come back on you as members of your own cabinet and your party betray you and turn their backs on you. You had the audacity to tell Andrew to, to step down, yet your sexual deviance will be exposed as well. However, that will not be the end, but the beginning. You laugh in the face of God, but your laughter shall soon turn to lament. So that's uh, part of why I wanted to make a few jokes with y'all is to make you laugh and, and have you feel better uh, because there's a little bit of stuff in here that's not great, not wonderful, okay? Um, there will be, uh, in Afghanistan's Americans are going to have to fight. They're already fighting, okay? But other nations are going to send rescue missions to help save our people. So... I believe that there's going to be some people taken hostage. We need to pray that that doesn't happen. That's part of the enemy's plan to try and force the devil, to force America's hand um, in Afghanistan. When Trump comes back, it will be taken care of. Okay? Um, Doge. The Lord said to me this morning, Doge has been hanging around, hanging strong. But there's about to be a big drop, so be prepared. Um, so just, just pay attention to that. All right? Uh, it says... He said to me this morning, XRP was going to see growth, is going to see growth, but there is about to be a startling revelation from messages that are revealed that will cause a dip because it's going to look real bad for them. It's going to look real bad, whatever they found. It's going to, they're going to show that they clearly were conspiring to do things that weren't, um, that weren't right, weren't, weren't quite legal, but also it was on the fringe of legal and illegal. Okay, it's going to look bad for them. However, the Lord said, it will be reviewed and it will be determined that it wasn't conclusively damning evidence. 
So that's going to cause things to go back up. Okay, so pay attention to that. The Lord also said that Cardano, is that how it said? Cardano, Cordino, I don't know, ADA, um, will see progressive growth even when it appears that all other cryptocurrencies are floundering in the market. So you see a bunch of drops, you're going to see Cardano pretty much remain consistent with very minor change. Um, that's going to be one that does really well. The Lord told me it was going to do really well. It's going to be in the top five um, cryptocurrencies coming. It's going to be Bit, Ether, Doge, Cardano, and XRP will be top five. Um, and that's kind of hard to believe because there's there's like Litecoin. There's all these other coins that are worth uh, quite a bit of, of money. But by... I just saw a vision of a graph that was going up by 1231 and we were seeing like an arrow that went like this. It went like that. And the stock market was going back up 1231. It was going up like that. Um, and I saw $231. So I don't know if it's one of those top five. It's going to be like that. All right. The Lord said that treason will be exposed in Afghanistan. And really, it's not just the treason that's going on in Afghanistan, but what has been happening that has led to this um, debacle in Kabul right now, and this whole debacle throughout Afghanistan, really. Um, the Lord did say, um, let's see, he said that September will be a September to remember. And I know somebody is, I wouldn't say constantly, because not all the time, but at least two or three times has said, there's never anything good that happens. All the prophets say, this month something good's going to happen. That month something's good going to happen. Never happens. Well, I've never said, this month this is going to happen. This month that's going to happen. Unless I know for sure that, that something good is going to happen. August, there were good things that happened. That whole cyber symposium, that whole exhibition of things that went out. The judge uh, shut down the, um, the unconstitutional... Um, rent moratorium, all right, and, and all this other stuff. The Supreme Court's shut down a lot of things, and September's not even over. And, so, and the Supreme Court's not even in session. But that's pretty awesome to see that uh, coming to pass. But September, the Lord said, will be a September to remember. Uh, let's see. He said the same things that happened nationwide on 11-3 are going to be exposed for the recall vote in California. This will lead to a great recount in California, and which will reveal, and by recount I mean audit, um, will reveal similar findings to what was discovered in the Arizona audit. The Arizona audit also, I believe that that's going to be coming in about a week. Um, I want to say it's probably like five days or less. Um, hopefully it'll be before the end of this month, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling September. That's my opinion. It would be cool if it was this month, though. Okay. Um, the Lord said to pray for a Coast Guard rescue mission for a boat that was is going to be capsized. There would be dangerous waves as a result of being stuck in the storm that Ida creates um, that was going to veer off into the Atlantic Ocean. And that storm will still be downgraded significantly, but it'll still be powerful um, enough to cause some significant waves and problems on the East Coast in the Maryland, Virginia um, Delaware, Connecticut, Massachusetts kind of area in there. So we got to pray for the Coast Guard that their rescue mission will be very successful. Okay, now we also are declaring that Ida will lose power, that it will become nothing more than a tropical storm, 
that it will downgrade. We send high pressure systems at it right now. That's, those are called anti-cyclone pressure systems. I send high pressure systems in there right now. We cancel out the eye. Poke the eye out of this hurricane and break this hurricane up right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, the Lord said you're going to see trees uprooted in D.C. as a symbol of leadership changes coming to D.C. Their works will be exposed and uprooted. Um, rebellion against Nancy Pelosi in the House. Okay, Because she doesn't seem to be doing anything about Biden and she's enforcing rules and laws um, as she sees fit, legislative abuse will start to be the grounds for dismissal as people call for her resignation, impeachment, and or removal from office. However, she's going to be arrested. Three months. Okay. Threats by the SOS and governor in Wisconsin about being you saying basically you're going to go to jail, we're going to fine you, we're going to disbar you, etc., 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 against anyone who's trying to audit Wisconsin and the elections will be dismissed as loopholes in the Wisconsin Constitution will allow for people to do the audits without her or his permission or approval. Now, the next thing that the Lord said was that Tony Evers will be removed from office following decades of scandals. He said this, his predatory nature will be exposed and revealed. What has been done and hidden in the dark will be revealed very soon. I think sooner than what Nancy's going November, November, December, parts of October, you are going to see exposure, 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 especially treasonous exposure and so forth. Okay. Uh, now, this is one thing that the Lord said that I found very interesting. He said that uh, complete vax transparency is coming, where you have to see every single ingredient that goes into a vaccine. And that is going to be a, a transparency thing. I also saw that they were going to start talking about trying to put a CHIP. The Lord just told me to stop right there because that will get me banned. A CHIP as they would call it in England or the United Kingdom, a crisp. As So if you're from UK, if you're from America, look up what a crisp is in the UK. And if you're from, a, from UK, our crisps are called potato chips. So they're going to try and put a... No, that's crisp. Uh, a chips, chips in the UK, okay? <laughs> They're going to try and put UK chips, potato chips, into uh, certain uh, CV19VAXs, okay? So pay attention to that. Uh, that's not going to happen. We're not going to have that. I'm saying that's what their plan is going to be. That's what they're going to propose so that they can monitor people more easily and see if a person's producing symptoms, how they're reacting, responding, trying to gather information and data and so forth. But it's really a tracking chip. So pay attention to that. Okay? I'm not saying that that's what's happening right now. Let me reiterate. that That's not in any of that stuff that I'm aware of that the Lord has told me. But that's what their plan is for the future. Okay? Alright. Now. Uh, annoying. German Shepherds are literally the best and worst dogs. Their whininess. Can't stand it. Anyway. This lesson is called... She touched his garment. Okay? So, listen, I'm going to read to you a scripture from Matthew 9, 20 through 22. And it goes, 
And behold, a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years. Now, what it says is, uh, it says she was diseased of a flow of blood in the King James. And I kind of went back and forth between King James and modern English and so forth. Okay, that she came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. She said to herself, if only I touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned him, turned him about. And when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Now listen, this is something that I want to talk about here. Listen to what Jesus said. Did he say, You touched the hem of my garment and that's what made you well. A lot of times what we hear, and, and Jesus asked me this on the, uh, while I was, believe it or not, while I was on the commode. Utilizing the latrine, if you will. Anyway, <laughs> y'all don't need to know that, right? Too much personal information. But anyway, um, this is what Jesus said to me. He said that verse to me and it said, do you remember the woman with the issue of blood? I said, yeah, of course. And, and he goes, how did she get healed? I said, she touched the hem of his garment and she was healed. He said, why? And I was like, well, because of the faith that she had, that if she touched the hem, that she'd be healed. He said, no, that's wrong. That's what the church teaches you, but that's not what the Bible says, and that is not what I said when I spoke to her. What healed that woman? So I went and I reread that scripture, and he said, your faith has healed you. And people will be like, oh, well, yeah, she had faith that if she touched the garment that she was going to be healed. She didn't put faith in the garment. Jesus said this. He said she put faith in scripture. She put faith in the scripture, and she got healed. Okay? Now listen, the word for fringe, this is what it says in King James, word for fringe or the hem of his garment, is craspidon, which is not a dinosaur, okay? Craspidon. It's not a dinosaur, okay? Uh, <laughs> like megalodon, pterodon, whatever. Um, so the craspidon or crespidon, as we would say in New York, means border, tassel, edge, or corner, okay? So why was it her faith that healed her? What did she have faith in? Was it faith in what she saw, what she heard? Maybe. It could have been the fact that she heard people saying, if you just touch him, you'll be healed. Because there's another account where people said that people would just gather around him trying to touch him to be healed. Okay? But the scripture is what she actually had faith in. Now, what scripture is that, you may ask, that she had faith that she would be healed? And you would say, well, I seem to remember like a scripture where it says um, the healing will flow from the hem of his garment. Yes, but if you were going to look that up in English, and that is Malachi 4.2, by the way, if you were going to look that up in an English translation, you wouldn't be able to really understand what was being said because it sounds like it's being spoken as a metaphor. Because it says, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Which means you shall go forth and become fat like calves. Now that's talking about uh, being fed well, treated well, you know, you're, you're fed in a stall, not in the grass, you don't roam, you don't have to burn it, you're just, you're just treated like you're getting fatted for basically a slaughter for a feast, you know, um, you know, it's like you have your prized possession and, you know, you take them to the fair and you've got your bowl that weighs 680 pounds is a massive dude, right? And you're not looking for some, some thin thing, right? And so fat, you know, like they would say, rub the fat in your hair or, or anoint your hair and that would be fat, they used fat the oil from the fat to anoint themselves. So that's talking about um, anointing. So let's look at the word for the sun in Hebrew, which is Shemesh. Okay, now we would read that today and think that that literally 
talking about the word sun, okay? But the word shemesh means a couple different things, and it can be pronounced in different ways, shemesh or shemesh, okay? And they can both mean the same thing. They're spelled exactly the same way, but in the Strong's Concordance, they almost kind of try and make it look like it's a different word. But shemesh is spelled shin mem nun, shemesh, shmesh, basically, because they don't have vowels, so shmesh, okay? So this means the sun, but it literally means brilliant one, and it's referring to the brightness of the sun. So because it means it's the same thing as shemesh, um, it means to minister. So then saying uh, back to the scripture where it says, my son of righteousness, and that word for righteousness that he uses is sedek. So it's saying minister of righteousness, which is interesting because everything Jesus said about himself, he said pertains to us also, right? So then we have the fear of the Lord, which is Yahweh, okay? Or Yah, Yah it's, it's spelled Yer, like we'd look at it like Y-A-R-E. Um, it almost like it's spelled Y-I-R-E, almost like Yaira, Jaira, but it's not quite, it's, but it's spelled Yare, and that means to revere. So, and, and I find that interesting. Now, you have the word for what I also, I, like I mentioned that Sadiq or Sadek um, means uh, righteousness, right? And then Strong's Concordance, righteousness is 6666. I thought that was cool. That God could take control of 666 and say it can represent the beast or it can represent righteousness. There's always in dream interpretation, in visions and, and so forth, in, in the words in the Bible, there's a positive connotation and negative connotation almost every single time. Okay, so we've got righteousness. So what it says here is my minister of righteousness. And then it says the word the morphe, the morphe. Which means, it come, Marfe comes from the word Rafa, which means to heal. Vomarfe means and healing because there's a, vo, a vav which goes, looks like a tent peg, which is also interesting because when there's a, a vav at the beginning of a word in Hebrew, it means that it is an and. So if you see the word Marfe with a vav in front of it, it's vav, vamarfe. Now that means and Marfe, healing. And Healing, okay, but the vav is symbolic for a, a tent peg or a hook. So when it's put in the beginning of a word, it shows that there is a conjunction between the heavenly realm and the natural realm. So this is conjoining the supernatural with the natural. So the fact that that vav is used there in that word and healing is showing you that this is natural to supernatural because this verse is talking about Jesus, the minister of righteousness, the son of brightness, okay? The minister of righteousness, the son, S-U-N, of righteousness. This is talking about Jesus, but it's also talking about you as well. But this is the scripture that that woman with the issue of blood, the hemorrhage, as it actually says in Greek, the hemorrhage. Um, and that's actually where we get the word hemorrhage. Uh, it, the healing comes from supernatural, okay? And then it says, Vazarach, uh, Vazarach, okay? So, and, and he comes forth. And again, you have that Vav at the beginning of the word Zarach, which shows another conjunction between the supernatural realm and the natural realm coming together in unity. So when it says comes forth, it's showing that 
Jesus came down from that supernatural realm and connected the natural realm back to the supernatural realm like it was before the fall in the garden, before things were separated, before there was the heavens above and the heavens below, okay? So then we have his wings. Now listen to this. The word for wings is biknapecha, and it means a wing extremity, the edge, the fringe, or the ends of something. It means the end of a garment or a corner, or to be cornered, like thrust in a corner, put in a corner, like, oh, you backed me into a corner. You know what I'm saying? Like, now I got to retaliate. So it means to be backed into a corner. So when it says, biknapecha, um, uh, that will come forth, it says come forth from his wings, from his wings, it's saying from the edge or end of his garment. So the son of healing will come from the garment of the son of righteousness. Well, folks, it says in the scripture that we are supposed to put on the image of Christ. We sink into, we enduo, we enter into Jesus Christ. Enduo means in the realm or sphere of, and duo means um, uh, uh, to, to sink into, okay? So that is to sink into the realm or sphere of Jesus Christ, right? So we put on him. So as I said before, like yesterday, that putting on the armor is actually putting on the the image of Jesus Christ. So we have the helm of salvation, which means that we're always focused on and protecting our thoughts with the helm of salvation. Well, whose salvation is Jesus? So we were given the mind of Christ, which is the helm of salvation. Okay? We're given the shoes of peace. Well, it says Jesus is the prince of peace. We're given the sword, which is the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. We're given the breastplate of righteousness. And it says... Uh, in in Psalms that Jesus is our is our per, or God is our protection our refuge whom we run to and so and it just goes on and on and we did a blog about it on Fireside Grace you can check it out it's called the image is the the armor is the image okay and it's very good um, so check that out so when we put on Jesus then the healing comes out of Him through uh, through us and out of Him because He's not just living in us when we're operating in Him He's flowing through us anyway to get back on track. So, and then it says, um, if you revere my name, you who revere my name. So it says, unto you who fear my name. Now that word for name is Shem. So that doesn't just mean name, but it means his renown, his fame, his glory, uh, his mark, his image. If you revere his image, if you revere him, uh, you shall the son of righteousness arise. So, so shall the son of righteousness, which is the minister of righteousness, come forth. And with healing in his wings. So with healing and healing in his wings. So and healing, the minister of righteousness will come forth with healing if you revere his image, his renown, his name, his glory. If you revere. So that word for fear means to revere, to revere God. All right. Isn't that awesome? If you revere God, just think about that. So that is the image that that is the scripture that the woman held on to. It wasn't that she just thought to herself. She understood that scripture in Malachi 4. Malachi, if you want to say, like you're an Italian, Malachi. Okay, so we got the we got the mafia in there. You got old Malachi. He's and he's talking about tithing, right? He's like, yo, you got a tithe. I give you your protection. Nobody will come around here. Nobody mess with you. But you gotta pay. You gotta pay that tithe. 
You know, that's not, it's not how Malachi says it. It's not how, what Malachi says. Okay, he's not like a, he's not a, a godfather. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but the reason that that woman got her healing was because she had faith in that scripture that said that healing would come from the fringes of the son of righteousness. So she looked at him and revered God, revered the name Yeshua, which means God is my salvation or God's plan of salvation, which, by the way, has always been his name since the beginning of before the foundations of the world. It says that he was slain before the foundations of the world. Well, if he was slain first before anything happened, then he had a name first, and that name was always Yeshua. God's name has always been Yeshua. Yahshua. Yahweh, the salvation. Yahshua. <laughs> Real serious. So, the reason that I'm pointing this out to you, and the reason that God pointed this out to me this morning while I was on the throne, in the throne room, <laughs> in the throne room. That's good. I gotta write that one down. <laughs> very, very good. Okay. So this morning while I was in the throne room, Jesus was talking to me that, which I find weird that Jesus doesn't like care about invading your personal space. Like he's like, seen it before, created you. Remember, made you from the womb. <laughs> it's like when your parents are like, I changed your diapers. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't care if you changed my diapers. That was 153 years ago. <laughs> so anyway, I am actually 643 years old. Um, not 36, I'm 36. Um, so what I'm saying is, a lot of times we have misplaced faith. So we see this scripture and see that she laid hands on Jesus basically and she received healing. We associate it with a healing because she had faith to touch his robe, that the robe was what healed her. Or that even Jesus was what healed her. And of course, Jesus did heal her and God did heal her. I'm not saying that he didn't. But he said that her faith is what healed her. He didn't say, I healed you. He said, your faith healed you. Where was her faith? It was in that scripture. So we think, oh, we got to have a prayer cloth. If I could just have this person lay hands on me, you know, uh, or this or that. Like like uh, Mary Magdalene said to Jesus, I know you could have raised Lazarus, you could have prevented Lazarus from dying. And I know that he'll be raised on the day of resurrection. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection. You're still not getting it. I am the resurrection. You come into me and you get resurrected. So he made Lazarus come out, and he didn't even lay hands on Lazarus. Why? The faith was not in what he could do. The faith was not in himself. It was in God, and it was in the scripture of what said that he could do and would do. Okay? So when you, you have to take your faith out of all these things, these prayer cloths. The, and I'm not saying prayer cloths are bad. They're in the Bible. They worked. They do work. And if you have the faith and that's where your faith is, that if you touch that, you're going to get healed, chances are you're going to get healed because faith is mechanical. And what you believe in, you get. End of story. But I would much rather put my faith in a scripture that I can hold on to, that I can have in my heart. One day, somebody quoted um, a scripture to us and said, lean not, on your, lean not on your own understanding. And, you know, the rest of the scripture. And... uh my girlfriend at the time, this is like 10 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, she said, oh, I have that scripture on my wall. And he goes, I have it in my heart. And I was like, that is so good and hilarious. Thank you. And he was just being serious, but we thought it was kind of funny. I have it in my heart. Well, I would rather have something in my heart with Jesus that he's holding on to and that I'm holding on to 
and have faith in God to uphold his word. Because it says in his word that even when we are faithless, which means we have zero faith, he is faithful to uphold his word because he cannot deny himself. So this is another example of faith misplaced. Where their faith was, where we think her faith was, in touching his hem, of touching the hem of his garment. But the faith was in the reverence of the name of Jesus, and it was in the scripture, and that God will uphold, having faith in the fact that God will uphold his word in his scripture. Faith misplaced will almost always prevent us from being healed. Not always. There's a never, there's not, there are absolutes in the kingdom, but it's rare because God loves people. So he'll bend the rules a little bit. And, and to, to like, for, for example, he, he bent the rules for us. He brought Jesus down and he, he, I mean, he abided by the rules, but he said, I'm going to have Jesus die. And if you accept him, I'll forget every single sin you've ever committed. If you receive him as Lord and savior and love him, I'll forget everything. That seems like, you know, from a human perspective, that's like, what do you mean? If he just says, I'm sorry, and he gets forgiven, he killed six million people. You're just going to forgive him just like that? Yeah, what I said I was going to do. Why? Well, how are you going to do that? Why would you do that? Did you see what he did? I can't forgive him. Well, I forgave you. And if you broke one law, you broke them all. Hmm, interesting. All right, guys, put your faith in the word of God and in God to heal you. Don't have faith in your faith. Don't have faith in your cloth. Don't have faith in your anointing oil. You don't even have to have faith in the people that are praying for you or faith in yourself. You only have to have faith in God. Put your faith where it matters because God will not ever fail. We may fail. We may think to ourselves, well, if I go to this minister and have him pray for me, I'll be healed. If I just get this person to pray for me, I'll be healed. If I just have that person pray for me, I'll be healed. And then you don't get healed. Why? Your faith was not in God. Your faith was in the man. You've got to switch your faith to being faith in God. And you may say, no, I had faith in God to heal me through them. No, you had faith in man to be healed. You were hoping that their faith was enough. So you had faith in their faith. See how it's going around? It's going around to faith in God. It looks like it's faith in God, but it's actually faith in someone else's faith who has faith in God. So why don't we just skip the middleman and go straight to faith in God? I love you guys. Be blessed, and I look forward to seeing you I might even do a video tomorrow, guys, let's face it, because I'm over here and we're, of course we're busy and we're getting things done, but when I'm not doing a video every day, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I mean, we have a lot to do. I have hundreds of dreams to interpret. Um, I have emails to get back to. We just got back to emails from July last night. So we're trying to do the best that we can. There's coming a point, we need y'all to, to support us um, partner with it, consider partnering with us so we can hire people to help us as this ministry grows because it's only a matter of time. We, I mean, we've got everything set up. We're going to figure it out. We're going to get her done. So 
If you want to help us to grow this ministry, then it's firesidegrace.com backslash partner with us, or you can find us on PayPal as Reformers Church. We also have a Venmo. It's all right down in the description. All right, guys. Love you guys. I've been rambling on. I've been saying inappropriate things. I haven't cussed. Thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but we have to call it to an end. I've probably been talking for more than a half an hour. Until next time, guys. Bye.